0: Advertising your business with GCN is simple, effective, and more affordable than you might think. Visit advertise.gcnlive.com for more info. Take your business to the next level. You can stick it to the man and big tech. Join our FTL Social Mastodon at social.freetalklive.com.
1: 6160 Again, six zero three two eight three six one six zero. Phones are open. Uh, we do have a caller on hold. We'll get to them momentarily. It is Free Talk Live. If you're not familiar with us, please visit freetalklive.com, where you can find out all about us. In the studio tonight, it's myself, the captain bigless mountaineer and joining us remotely mark edge all right uh mark edge uh, one of the two co-founders uh the one who is not currently being held hostage by statists
2: the unincarcerated co-founder of free talk live (laughs) right yes free talk live
1: the number one most rated talk show on the radio We are very,
2: very highly rated. (laughs) Very highly rated, indeed.
1: (laughs) Uh, Before we go on, I want to say thank you to somebody calling themselves Milk Dud. Milk Dud is a silver-level amplifier here on Free Talk Live. What does it mean to be an amplifier? Well, we have the AMPS program over at amps.freetalklive.com. AMPS stands for Advertise, Market, Promote, and Support. Uh... Milk Dud gives us uh, five bucks a month because he believes in the message of the show, the message of liberty, peace, and prosperity that we bring to the airwaves. He enjoys the hosts, the co-hosts, the callers, and he thinks that it's a good idea to help spread that message. What does this money go for? Well, mostly it goes to getting us onto more radio stations. We're currently on somewhere around 200. We could be on 250, 300, 350 stations. Not out of the question. It's all up to you. And as Mark Edge is infamous for saying, it may be the best use of your Liberty Dollar. So please visit amps.freetalklive.com. Thank you again, Milk Dud. We appreciate you. All right. Uh, Mark, I want to get to this bit that you brought in because we're talking about Texas already. Uh, but before we do, uh, let's go to Dana in Michigan. Dana, you're on Free Talk Live.
3: Hi. Um, Mark, it is so I know you were on a couple weeks ago without the photo um because I'm watching online I'm streaming but um are you going to be doing this regular on Saturdays? Uh, that's the show? Up to, that's
2: up to captain He has been gracious enough to invite me several times over the next uh, couple of months and um, you know he's captain captain is the program director for Saturday and Sunday nights, so uh, I don't want to put any pressure on him, but it it is delightful to do it. And and we love having him here, so.
4: Yeah, putting pressure on the captain to do so is up to you, Dana.
3: (laughs) Oh, I just, I'm so happy he's back, and no disrespect to, um um peakless or to the captain, but I thought this had something to do with, um, I don't know what I was looking for. I don't even know that it had to do with Free Talk Live, but somehow I found some thread saying, um, people were saying, um, oh, they miss the old days when, you know, Mark and Ian were on. And sure. I know it's not possible for Ian. And and again, no disrespect to Captain and peakless but Hell, I miss you know, the
4: days when Mark and Ian were on. Right, I, I am we all terribly insulted, but yeah, I completely.
1: Yeah, agree. I'm not insulted uh, at all, Dan. it's fine.
3: Okay, <laughs> <laughs> no, but at least if you are Captain,
4: the unmedicated <laughs> <Okay>. call. <laughs>
3: so anyway, um, I just was wondering. I I can't catch the show every single day because I have to live a life, but that being said, um, did you guys catch the speech at World Economic Forum from um, your guy, um, Javier Malay?
1: I did. I I only saw a couple of clips of it, but what did you think, Dana?
3: Oh, it was fantastic. In fact, I thought, my goodness, is that a conservative? He was fantastic. Yeah, I liked him a lot. I told you guys before, I've never been shy about this. That I am a conservative Christian, but um, and and from a pragmatic standpoint, um, because it actually works, and um, even the Christian part. I mean, I just otherwise, what's the point of being here? So both of them, I can make arguments for both the conservative and the Christian, but I have a very libertarian bent. I told you guys before, and I told me in this. I want the government the hell out of my business, especially Amen. when you follow Davos or what's going. You know the um, uh, what they say at the World Economic Forum. You know what people are afraid of using this word "evil." This four-letter word it gives them the heebie-jeebies because then it invokes God and Satan and all this. They rather just think people are mean or controlling. These people are. They're really sick. They're evil, and so when I watched parts of it online, I got to go back and see the whole thing, the whole speech. I I cut two twice. I went in, but then I got interrupted. So I got to go back. I want to see the whole thing. Only approximately out of that whole audience, six people were clapping. Well, this guy is never going to make it in Davos because I'm going to tell you he's got practical, real-world solutions to things. you think that Obama, who is our current president, by the way, do um, you think that they don't know this? These are not dumb people. These are evil people. This is about controlling not just the United States. This is the world. Mm-hmm. And I'm not being, you know, um, Alex Jones here. Um, maybe some of this stuff was way off the plantation, But um, a lot of this stuff has already come true that people have, well, Catherine, you just did that article when Mark was on a couple weeks ago or whenever it was, um, about 15 myths or conspiracy theories about the COVID that have all come true. And so what does that tell you? People were um, laughed at. They were threatened, all kinds of stuff, taken offline. I mean, he platformed when that was their only source of income because they didn't agree with the status quo. And so this Javier guy is coming up and he's going to make all these practical, he's, you know, suggesting all these practical things, not, just for his country but for the world these people know that this this guy is gonna either die of a heart attack and high blood pressure or just live with eternal frustration i think he's great all of this stuff that you guys have talked about over the years and how i believe whether you're conservative um and christian or not christian but um, which most conservatives are Christian, but conservative, Christian, libertarian, whatever. Even the old blue dog Democrats, if they even exist, the old John F. Kennedy liberals. This is just crazy. They're deliberately destroying their own countries, and the people here are destroying ours.
1: I'm curious, so I, Dana. I, I, I,
3: I, I wish I wish him all the luck, but I, I feel bad for that man. He's going to just be so frustrated as... The very few decent politicians that we've had or have right now, and I'm not a, a fan of politicians, but, right. but the decent ones, um, they're just, it's. I don't know what it's going to take, you guys. I just don't know.
1: I'm curious if when you were watching Javier's speech, if, uh, you know, you heard things that you've heard previously here on Free Talk Live.
3: Oh, absolutely! I'm very, I'm familiar. Although I don't, I, I don't agree with the extremes. Yeah. But the libertarian bent—that's um, why I say I'm libertarian. I really believe in um, uh, laissez-faire. You know, I just, I, I just don't get. It. And I really believe in states' rights. Um, I'm so sick. The constant, the founders said they never, ever wanted a powerful central government, that it was very, very dangerous.
4: And then they went and put one in place. (laughs) Pardon me? And then they went and put one in place. So, like, they never fully, like, they never went through the necessary steps to dissolve the Articles of Confederation. They just put this one in, in its place, which was bound to become this monstrosity. But I I I I do agree with you that, yeah, that was the original setup, was that these were a bunch of independent nations, because nation and state kind of meant the same thing at the time. And the idea was that we would have different nations that had peace with each other and had trade with each other and had certain things in common, like not murdering anybody. And that's what the central thing was supposed to do.
3: Absolutely. And that not murdering anybody, and um, most of our laws, even the ancient ones, you know, they come back, uh, or I shouldn't say ancient, but they were based on biblical stuff. So that's how I see the, from a pragmatic standpoint, not a spiritual or religious standpoint, the Christianity thing, Christianity thing um, weaves in. And also, um, regarding your comment about the nation-states, Less, they actually, Actually, called them that during um, Greece's time. You know, um, uh, historically, the mm-hmm. um, BC stuff. Well, I, I, you know, I really wanted to to nail on down
4: on the state. like you had talked about. Uh, people are afraid of calling evil evil, and they they are willing to call it. Oh, it's mean and it's controlling. And just two quick points on that. One. I think that people avoid using that word. I mean, part of it, yeah, the whole like getting wrapped up in religion thing, but part of it is really just. When people talk about very, very, very serious things that demand action, whether they like it or not, regardless of uh, of how they feel about religion, they will use religious words to describe things. They will talk about their soul when they're talking about very serious, important things. And no one wants to deal with the fact that we actually have to do something about this. Mm. And number two, controlling We don't like to look at that fact, but that is evil. Like you have this magnificent, amazing thing where human beings make choices. And that is the most extraordinary thing in the entire universe. And then you have someone coming along and destroying that and just crushing the beauty of individual
2: choices. So, yeah, yeah, controlling is evil. Absolutely. And i'd also talk about ron paul in the circumstance when i saw javier Milei um speak it reminded me of 2008 when ron paul came to the liberty forum in new hampshire and he gave a hour and a half speech where the poor man barely got uh you know he'd barely get out five words and then the crowd would erupt in applause for you know 45 seconds then he'd get out like seven words and then you know the more applause and it just kept going and going like that and that's how i felt personally was the same way I felt in that room when I was hearing Mila give the uh, speech at Davos, but Ron Paul was asked one time by uh, one of the you know it was it was a libertarian interviewer, um, it might have been Nick from Reason. Uh, are these people referring to the people in Washington D.C. the other representatives? Are they evil or fools? And he answered, "Yes."
3: <laughs> I agree with so, that. I think some- there you go. And, I, and I'm going to tell you who one of them is, and this is going to shock Peakless and, um, and, and Captain. I think I, I no man is perfect. And when I say man, I don't care if women have a problem with that. I say man as in humankind, sure. like we used to back mm-hmm. in the day. So this is men and women. But I, uh, nobody is perfect. But I will say one thing and hear me out, and this brings back to what Mark said um, uh, before the break, um, before you took my call, about Trump versus Biden that, or maybe it was just after the break, That if you asked a third choice, people would overwhelmingly, yes, that's what they're saying, but here's the thing guys. So um, that's uh, one thing I didn't like about Trump, is he was, from all I listen to a lot of talk talk during the day while I'm working and because I'm able to do that. And it isn't the talk hosts, it's the guests they bring on. People who know people personally and give us inside baseball. From all accounts I've heard incredible things about Trump that he's funny. He's um, he's sincere, and he will bend over backwards for anybody, and he loves this country. I keep hearing those things. And because of that nature, he was too forgiving, and he should have prosecuted Hillary, and he should have went after, um, uh, cleaned that government out. I think he thought, if I just do a good job, then, you know, everything will be okay. He had no idea. He was so naive and that's one of my biggest criticisms about him. He was so damn naive. I think that's absurd.
4: Uh, No, no, I'm sorry. I can't let that go. The The man is not naive. He is many things. And one of those things is very capable. He is an extremely capable man. He is savvy. The man is savvy. He knows what a swamp that is. He knows exactly what he was going into. No, he, no he, he these people are projecting. I, I think... It's called projection where you take good things that you want him to be and you see them where, where they are not present.
3: I know what projection is. I understand psychology. That being said, I think he underestimated you can have a very rich man or woman, very successful person, very intellectual person, and they can be naive about certain components, not, not in his case. The man bought
4: politicians. Nothing. That's what he did. He talked openly well, about how he used to only interact with politics by buying he, politicians.
2: There yes, was one know, area where I would know, say that Trump I was know, naive. I know Sorry, that, uh, let, let me jump I in here. Hang, hang on, um, Dana. Hold on. Okay. Yeah, so um, one thing that, that Trump did that was sounds naive to me, I'm going to classify it as naive, is, is that when Obama got in, he jumped straight in, and he filled every slot from the top down to the bottom. Thousands of positions um, he filled with his people. Trump filled the major slots, and as you know, with his his own cabinet, just kept on cycling through and that sort of thing. And he never took the time. He was either lazy or naive, and I don't and know. And I which.
4: go with lazy.
2: Uh, it was he may, a lot easier.
4: Well, and not even just, not even just lazy. He put in the same cabinet as all of the Republicans before him because he didn't want to make enemies.
3: I agree. That's what I'm, maybe that's what I'm saying. He knew maybe. what he was
4: doing and what he was doing was maybe, betrayal. Maybe
3: that was that because I got to tell you guys. I was flipping the hell out when he put John Bolton in. Oh my God! Right? Dirty. That is the biggest damn. Not only. Thank you
4: you for keeping it FCC friendly. I know it's hard. Yeah. (laughs)
3: <laughs> oh, he is so evil and so, mm-hmm. he's
5: just
3: so oh, he's so manipulative. So that's where I came up with the word naive. I said he had to believe that if he did a good job and he kept his nose to the grindstone and really turned things around because he did a lot of good stuff for the country, all you got to do is look at the stats. That being said, that's where I came up with the word naive. He needed to go after certain people and get them out of there and he didn't do it. But you know what? Screw me once, shame on you, screw me twice, shame on me. I don't think Well I don't think he'll do it it again.
2: again. (laughs) I think think that
4: Well no, that's no, that's a really good question is do you think that he's gonna put the same kind of nonsense in his cabinet if he gets elected again?
2: well he's not stupid
4: yeah
1: hey dana thank you so much for the call we appreciate you uh 603-283-6160 if you'd like to join us
2: it, you know it's an interesting question i've been all over the numbers on this election because something about it bothers me mm-hmm. um I'm, i might be one of these uh, theorists that believes the democrats are going to do something in august um they're well positioned in so much as the republicans have their convention in july so the democrats in august when they have their convention will know who the republican nominee is and that nominee will be on rails i suspect that nominee is going to be trump everything suggests it's going to be trump but you know, I don't know. I, I won't. I can't say. Trump didn't win handily enough in New Hampshire for me to go ahead and make a prediction yet, because I think he has to win by large margins in order to show the GOP, hey, you know, it's worth taking a chance on a guy who's got you know ninety indictments or whatever the situation is. I suspect
1: um, that if Trump does get reelected that it'll be more of the same. Yeah. Same thing with I, Biden, and this is why but, 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 my why I, I call out to the people. Right? The voters, right? I'm calling out voters specifically. Do not let this happen again. The last thing you need is more of the same. Find some renegade uh, Javier Malay type. Find somebody that bucks the system. Choose them. Write somebody else in. I don't care. But, oh, my God, you are going to uh, just the repercussions of electing either one of these two bastards is going to be deadly,
4: so what were you saying, though, about uh, uh, you might be one of those people who think something's going to happen in August?
2: Right. I think I, I mean, I think it's possible, certainly, that uh, Democrats surround bro J- Joe, Bryant, excuse me, Joe Biden and say, hey, bud, you know, you had a good run and we really appreciate appreciate what you've done for America. But we don't think you're in the right shape for this. And it this can either go well or it can go poorly. And, you know, Joe's going to have to go out on stage and say, you know, thank you, America. Thank you for everything. I, I, it's with a heavy heart that I have to spend more time with my family. You know, Hunter needs me right now or whatever the situation is. And Joe has to, has to step down and then somebody comes in i don't know whether that somebody is uh you know the governor of california gavin newsom or whether it is michelle obama has been you know much mentioned i i I don't know who it is but i think that that would be the only trick that would cause trump to lose because this election looks like it's a foregone conclusion right now
4: yeah yeah the best yeah, it looks like it's a foregone conclusion that it's going to be a repeat of last time with a different outcome, but right. remember how kind how crafty the people we're dealing with are and oh, yes. how deeply deeply underhanded they are. So I, I, I don't fully trust that either of them is going to make it
2: to this election. And that's what I'm looking for. I'm looking for the trick. I'm trying to in my right. own. My mind is just digging around, trying to find what that weird thing is in there, because there, because I just can't let go that something is weird about this election. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I'll grant that I have biases and
4: maybe Dana's right. And he was just naive. And he really does represent an absolute existential threat to the uh the absolute evil that runs the world and especially our country and if that is the case he will not be allowed to make it to that election right. if he makes I, it to I, that I, I election kind of, then you. we're going to see more of the that, same
2: i think trump is annoying to the powers that be not dangerous right and right. that's uh that, that that would probably be the most that we could uh you know manage to get through i'm not a trump supporter um you know and i'm curious about what's going on in fact i have a, a little uh, blurb here about uh, potentially tr- trump taking rfk jr as his running mate and i think well that's that that might be the little thing that my my brain can't wrap itself around but if i were trump i would not give the democrats a vp that they would prefer over me i would give them a vp that they they hated over me because then they're less likely to do something terrible to me 603-283-6160 the final half hour of tonight's episode of free talk
1: live is coming up don't go anywhere Uh-oh.
3: News Update. Former President Donald Trump ordered to pay E. Jean Carroll a whopping total of $83 million in damages for defaming her. Trump taking to Truth Social saying the verdict is ridiculous and he will be appealing. In other news, supermarkets packed with snacks, booze, and munchies ahead of a big weekend in sports. The stage now set for the top four teams in the NFL to face off on Sunday. Corey Myers now with a preview. We find out who's taking part in the Super Bowl Bowl this weekend. On Sunday 1st, the Kansas City Chiefs take on the Ravens in the AFC Championship. That one's in Baltimore. Kickoff set for 3 p.m. Eastern from m Bank Stadium. In the NFC Championship, the Detroit Lions traveling to the West Coast to take on the San Francisco 49ers. Kickoff there 6.30 Eastern from Levi Stadium in Santa Clara. And I'm Laura Winters, USA News.
0: Appreciate what we do. Help us advertise, market, and promote for just $5 a month at amp.freetalklive.com.
1: Yes, come on and listen to Free Talk Live. Yeah, we are here every Saturday from 7 p.m. until 10 p.m., and on Sundays as well. Uh, We also do a live show on Wednesday and Thursday, if you miss the weekend shows. And we do the live call-in thing, the telephone number, 603-283-6160, if you'd like to join us.
4: In the studio tonight, it's myself, the captain. And Peakless Mountaineer. And joining us from under the water...
2: Mark Edge, (laughs) excellent snorkeling uh, outfit you have there. Hey, by the way, (laughs) here in Honduras, I've got to say that the the snorkeling is excellent on the Bay Islands.
4: That sounds fantastic.
1: From the looks of it, I thought maybe you were in a submarine or something. I was going to ask if it was yellow. (laughs) The house I'm in is yellow. Oh, very well. All right. So, calling us from a yellow submarine. It's Mark Edge. Before we go on, uh, I have to tell you, I don't have to tell you, I want to tell you, and I'm going to tell you. Free Talk Live is brought to you by Fork Fest, happening June 13th through the 16th at Rogers Campground in the beautiful White Mountains of New Hampshire. Really are beautiful, too. I mean, the scenery out there, man, the sunset, oh, man, it's just beautiful. Fork Fest is a fork of the Porcupine Freedom Festival. ForkFest is decentralized, so there's no ticket cost, and no one is in charge. For more information and to connect with other attendees, you can visit the unofficial website, forkfest.party. That's forkfest.party. Come hang out. I'll be there. A bunch of other people will be there. Will you be there? You can oh, be there. I'll be there. All right. We'll, we'll be there. I don't know if Mark will or not. We'll we'll figure that out later. But I've got tickets. All right. Very well.
4: Well, you don't need tickets to ForkFest. No,
2: that's right. right. I've got tickets to Pork Fest. Okay.
4: I've got tickets to Fork Fest. I made them myself. You can do that with Fork Fest. (laughs) That's right. No one will stop you. (laughs) All right. Uh, Mark, you brought in this bit
1: uh, because we were talking about Texas already. You brought in this thing from RGA.org. Do you want to get into it?
2: Yeah, absolutely. Um, I was interested in this article i think that something interesting is afoot um it was this is news from rga.org republican governors band together to issue a joint statement supporting texas's constitutional right to self-defense so there's something brewing
1: and it's not honey
2: yeah um the only thing I can say is is that uh, since this was written, uh, this says 25 Republican governors released the following joint statement in support of the Texas governor, Greg Abbott. Um, now it's 26 because Sunu John, is it John Sanu, Chris Sanu, excuse me, Chris Snow, Snow. in in uh, New Hampshire signed it.
4: Oh, I thought he was one of the 25. I thought it was everyone except uh, Vermont, all of the Republican governors, that is.
2: Hmm. I uh, can uh, check down here at the bottom, and it he is, yes, listed. Maybe you're right. Maybe it is 25, not 26 then. Also, none of these states are border states, uh, southern border states. So there's f- four southern border states. Um, Texas doesn't count because, of course, Abbott supports himself. Um, so you're left with New Mexico, which has always gone blue, uh, California, which has always gone blue, and um, Arizona, which is currently blue, okay so anyway the uh, the statement uh, says that uh, President Biden and his administration have left Americans and our country completely vulnerable to an unprecedented illegal immigration pouring across the southern border instead of upholding the rule of law and securing the border. The Biden administration has attacked and sued Texas for stepping up to protect American citizens from historic levels of illegal immigrants. Deadly drugs like fentanyl and terrorists entering country. It kind of rambles on here, you know. Be scared, America. But I, I guess the thing, the most important thing to me here is, is something is afoot in America, ladies and gentlemen. Um, you know the 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 uh, Texas National Guard laid down razor wire trying to prevent, uh, you know, to secure their borders of their state. Which my reading of the Constitution says is texas's job, let me defend that real quick okay. because it 's kind of a bold statement yeah um, you would think that the constitution of the United States would empower the United States federal government to handle immigration, and it does ha- um, handle naturalization that 's specifically mentioned in the constitution. another thing that 's specifically mentioned is that Nothing that is mentioned in the con- that is not mentioned in the Constitution should be considered a power of the federal government. That it the, the powers of the federal government need to be explicitly mentioned; otherwise, the unmentioned stuff goes to the states and to the people, right? Uh, according to the Ninth and Tenth Amendment, which the Constitution wouldn't have been ratified without, because the people wanted that is what I was taught in civics class. So, so i I'd, I'd like
4: to offer the uh, argument that i'm sure that they would make on that one which is that uh as the supreme court which we've decided is the ones who get to decide whether a thing is constitutional or not decided long ago uh everything counts as commerce and since having immigrants or not is a thing that alters the commerce between the states it is therefore governed by the federal government
2: Or the supremacy clause or the uh, general welfare clause. You can pretty much get everything, shoehorn everything into the purview of government uh, without that. And um, it is unsurprising to me that the federal Supreme Court... This has decided that the federal government is the supreme law of the land. It it actually says something like that in the Constitution. It's the supreme law of the land, of the things that are mentioned. And I think that it's interesting and, and very important that the federal Constitution specifically says anything not mentioned here is not a power of the federal government. And that the founders, the people who wrote this document, certainly wouldn't have imagined everything that has come along here, and those should be powers of states. And, uh, you know, all I can do is say that I disagree with the Supreme Court. And, you know, if if y'all want a country that's run by those kooks, you can have it. But, you know, seems like a misreading to me, seems like a self-serving misreading of the Constitution to me. So, anyway, um, 25... Republican governors are supporting Greg Abbott. Now you have 26 states that are in some state of rebellion against the government. And I don't know what that means. Do you think this is a, you
1: know, I don't know, like a a harbinger of things to come? Do you think that, uh, you know, what, what are you speculating? Because I, I feel like I feel like you feel like this is like this is some, you know, uh, early notification, if you will. That something, you know, this is going to lead to something else. But, like, I I don't know what it is.
2: Do you have any guesses? I don't know what it is either. Um, I mean, you know, none of us are deaf for the last how many years have uh, people been talking about the next American Civil War that's going to uh, happen again? I don't know what's going to happen. I, I can tell you that it. It's a bad idea, right? Like the idea that people that imagine that uh, federal troops are going to, uh, you know, hop into F-16s and then just begin targeting uh, state militias, um, state, uh, you know, national guards. <laughs> those people are crazy. That is not going to happen. Um, I like I just I, I don't know. I, I can't say what's going to happen. And I, you know, I certainly as a Quaker do not want to see a whole bunch of violence but
4: right. So so you've uh, you read this letter that they put out, right? Yep. So um, I, I very, very recently learned about this whole thing. So uh, the way it was presented to me was that the uh, National Guard of Texas uh, was willing to fight the army and that the National Guards of like half the country were also willing to come down and support them was the implication on this thing. Now, is that uh, does that suit you reading there? Um, no. Uh,
2: so far, Oklahoma has sent troops to aid the Texas National Guard in their uh, what they consider to be their duty to secure the border. And now that could be interpreted as uh, you know, facing federal troops, but nobody's raised weapons in violence against each other. Um, and I would caution any interpretation that sounds like that. Could it go that way? It could, but I just don't see these National Guard guys going after U.S. military guys. Yeah. So all I see is Biden looking impotent up there in Washington, D.C., going, make them stop, make him stop. Yeah. And I don't know what he's trying to achieve. I mean, like, if he would have just let it go. It would have been better for everything, but now, you know, I I think it's a a bad campaign move. Well, I can can
4: argue for what he's probably trying to, well, not him so much as the people that tell him what to say. Uh, What they're probably attempting to achieve is what they've said, uh, whether or not this is actually going to work this way. But they have said that what they're aiming at is a general demographic shift uh, so that voters will vote Democrat forever. Uh, that by bringing in uh, the uniparty, yeah, by by bringing in uh, uh, by bringing in immigrants, uh, they believe that they and their children will vote Democratic, and that they will uh, be the power in America and displace the Republicans. Okay, so uh, a couple of things. One,
1: I think that in order for states to begin seceding from the union. That it is going to require uh, some members of the military, whether it's the National Guard or perhaps even uh, police, uh, stepping up and saying, "I would be willing to do so." Right, that is to fight for their states or stand up against uh, the federal government. I'm not saying that it's going to come to you know violence. I'm saying that it's going to take some form of these people who are in these positions saying, "I've had enough." And you know, I'm willing to die for this uh, is is that's just my opinion. Uh, the other thing is, what the heck changed? like I'm fifty one years old. The borders have never been in force. Not really. Sort of. Like if you're trying to drive across to Mexico or, you know, into Canada, there's always been some sort of, you know, border. We'll call it border control there. Right. They might have beefed it up over the years with the 9-11 and the TSA and the Unpatriotic Act and all that kind of crap. But like the borders have been open. Like wide the frick open. Like since, and they still are, even with whatever Texas is doing with some razor wire near the border or whatever, right? The borders, like if if I wanted to get across, uh, oh, look, some razor wire, I guess I'll not cross here and I'll go over here instead. There's plenty of border uh, that is still wide the F open. So what changed specifically to make this such a hot topic?
4: Well, I think that uh, the the populist movement, uh, especially on the right, came to power. So instead of it being a, a matter of people believing already that there is no uniparty, I mean, people found out there's a uniparty, mm-hmm. that these people do the exact same thing whether you vote Pepsi or Coke. Right. And... <laughs> A lot of them got so upset about that that they reached for the biggest middle finger in the room, which was Trump. And there was a populist movement on the left, but it pretty much got crushed. And Bernie wasn't that big of a threat anyway uh, to the uniparty. But okay, so they they reached for Trump and they got Trump and then nothing happened. So the Republicans are basically trying to stay relevant at this point. Like people are on to the fact that there's a uniparty. And that they do the same thing. Okay, but how did specifically
2: border control
4: become
5: well, such a, a thing? Go ahead, so
2: um, the suggestion is, and, and I don't know, I'm not proposing that this is true, but um, I can tell you this much is true. If somebody is declared a uh, refugee, mm-hmm. they are they have a right, um, I'm using the air quotes to describe that, a legal right. um, to a legal right to some money from the United States federal government. And if they're, you know, seeking refuge, they're seeking asylum, they're an asylum seeker, there's several different categories. Um, Some of them, you know, get a check and a place to live and a variety of those things. Now, according to people who are big Trump supporters, Joe Biden's been handing out these refugee things all over the place and um, that... Uh, immigration has spiked and everything I've seen is, is that immigration has spiked and why has it spiked? I don't know. Maybe the economies down here in Central America have been torpedoed. Um, maybe, you know, certainly there's some communists that have been elected. That isn't good for your economy. Right. Um, and maybe it's, uh, you know, the Biden administration handed out uh, incentives to come across the border because the Democrats want to create their, you know, two generations of un- challenge democratic rule i don't know i'm not going to say any of this stuff is true i'm just saying that that is the claim
1: i mean it feels to me like hegelian dialectic problem reaction solution yeah right it feels to me like like the the problem is being manufactured by the system uh and then of course here comes the system oh we can fix that Right? The reaction, oh no, this is horrible. Oh, it's horrible. Oh, we can fix that. And then there's the solution that they're going to propose. And right now Texas is proposing the solution and implementing it with its razor wire and, and troops. Um like I we've talked about this before and like to me it comes down to end welfare.
2: Just end it. Yeah. Uh the the the, the, the really bad thing is when you have uh, this sort of woke mentality that all cultures are the same when you have uh, this handout for immigrants and then you have this incentive to this, this immigration incentive. So, what they're doing in Europe is bad news if you can come from some culture where women are treated poorly kept in the house and you know turned into baby factories you can brew you can abdul can bring abdullah into paris and just keep her indoors because she doesn't need to work well because he gets a check from the french government then that's going to go really poorly abdul's going to spend his time being like the french government's oppressing me because of my religion or whatever it is right, that right. he's doing Whereas if Abdullah has to go to work because, um, you know, the whole family has to make it and there's no free lunch. Well, then Abdullah is going to start chatting with Dorothy and Stephanie um, in the lunchroom. And she's going to be like, I want to wear jeans. I'm sick of getting hit over the most uh, ridiculous nonsense. And then the ladies are going to turn everything around. Right. Which, I mean... these
1: things happen when you move you get exposed to a different culture or subculture like even within the united states Mm -hmm. like even like if i move from Keene, new hampshire to manchester new hampshire right there's there's a slight cultural difference between the two right and i'm just talking about surface stuff so Like, these kinds of things used to be sort of the things that these uh, people looked forward to. I remember during the Cold War, you would get some uh, people fleeing uh, the USSR and making their way to the United States. And the first thing they would do is buy a pair of jeans. Mm -hmm. And And get a Big Mac. Yeah, you know, and these kinds of things. So, like... I get what you're saying. I get that, like, within the cultures that they're escaping from, you know, there might be a way that they like to do things that probably wouldn't go over very well in the culture of the U.S. Well, if that's true, then they should reconsider their relocation. Uh, It should have nothing to do with government.
2: Agreed. um, But that's not the way things are going. And these woke people that are out there, if we're going to use this term, there are people out there that believe that all cultures are equal right like you know brain eating cannibals are equal to uh, western man mm-hmm. and i don't you know like i'm there's something wrong with western culture now i'm not exactly sure what it is but something's wrong with it well we got what we got so we know something's wrong with it right and yes i think every culture has something to bring to the melting pot but i want only the best morsels of the culture mm-hmm. stew. I don't want every piece of poo and bone that is brought uh, here. I think we've handled most of those things. We've already chatted about how, you know, we shouldn't cut the heads off gay guys and any variety of things that are out there. Um, So if we're. so uh, Hold on. I want to respond to both of you Uh, briefly uh, to Mark. I think the thing
4: that. is wrong ultimately comes down to imperialism. So that seems to be the one, like, real hitch in the the Western system. Can you define
1: that, that as opposed well, to statism or nationalism? Well,
4: yeah, I mean, it, it keeps coming down to this system of uh, rulers ruling rulers, yeah. which basically functions like a virus so that you can just expand perpetually and become more authoritarian and oppress more people. Okay. And uh, to, to your point, as far as, like, the problem-reaction-solution bit, I think that is a huge part of this. Uh, As always, they're trying to divide us as effectively as possible. Uh, None of this actually matters. Yes, there are more immigrants, but it's really not making a huge difference. What's important is that we hate each other. What's important is that the people on the left believe the people on the right are a bunch of white supremacists who are trying to take over and that the people on the left, the, uh, the people on the left are seen by the people on the right as a bunch of communists who are trying to take over. Right. And that we fight each other instead of actually going, now, wait a second, what do we actually want? Yeah. And, and, and it's also important to be aware that they are prepared for this violence they are ready for whoever becomes violent and whoever wins and even on this dispute if if we have borders they're ready to make those borders oppressive if we don't have borders they're ready to make those absence of borders oppressive i would take
1: people that want to come here that want to create a life put in the effort work whatever term you want to use there uh over a bunch of people that are already here who don't want to do those things they they don't care they don't they don't want to work, they don't have a job they don't have everything handed to them like i you know let's swap some of these people, shall right. we right like I that'd mean be, that'd be great <laughs> i I don't know that that's a realistic uh, thing, but like it just seems like if if we're going to proclaim the freest state in the world. Right. The freest government. Right. Not even New Hampshire. I'm talking about the United States. Right. People are coming here because it's it's more free than wherever the heck they're at. Right. It's the it, it, sure it's another plantation. But man, at least you have Coke and Pepsi over here on this plantation. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, at least you have Cheetos. We didn't have those in, in the old plantation. So we're coming to your plantation now. Right. I get it. I.
4: Yeah, and I a lot think of that... this is a lot of this is just an, an economic decision. So you know they come over here whether they should or not be entering this culture because they get paid to do so. Right. You know, Either. like someone was asking about uh, what do you think about the election? I think it's going to depend on the economy. If the economy goes well for the next year, then Biden stands a real chance of re-election. If it continues to do poorly as it's been, then Biden stands no chance of re-election.
2: Yeah, that's the that's the end of the story is the um, the economy as perceived by Americans, um, as perceived by voters, because the economy may be doing swimmingly. The Democrats would love you to believe that it is Um, MSNBC is declaring the economy several times a day to be have never been better. Just please vote for Uncle Joe, right? Um, whereas if you listen to the Republicans, you know, the, the, things have never been worse, which, of course, you know, the, there's plenty of numbers that suggest that they have absolutely been well, worse. And,
1: and I've got numbers here. I did bring this in for show prep, even though we only have a couple of minutes. Uh, Peter St. Onge uh, has put together a blog post that says $2.7 trillion buys a spectacular GDP the point here is that uh, the government has uh, borrowed uh, $2.7 trillion, uh, and it has gotten a GDP that is up somewhere around $800 billion. So it, it, no, think they could, if you spend $2 trillion, you could get $2 trillion out of it. You'd think. <laughs> this is the, the, the problem with government, is that, no, that never happens. What you think should happen or is going to happen, specifically when it comes to numbers or financially related things, never happens. They're horrible at this kind of stuff, and it's on purpose. It's not because they're inept. It's not because they're bad at math. It's not because they don't have calculators in the White House. right? It's because it's on purpose. They are taking and taking more for themselves and less for you, less for us, and everybody just allows it.
2: Right. Only the government can spend twenty three, two $2.3, uh, 2.3 trillion and get $0.8 trillion um, in GDP.
1: Uh, the number okay. I just found it is... Uh, uh three hundred billion in extra GDP for a total really? of for a total of eight hundred and thirty four billion of new federal debt so that's what the uh the two point three it's America two point seven tri- yeah like <laughs> I don't, these numbers are just in- incomprehensible it's inconceivable and I guess with that, yes thank you Mark. Uh, We are out of time. Thank you, Peakless. Thank you, Mark, for joining us as usual. Uh, Thank you to all of our callers, all of our listeners, and, of course, uh, all of our amplifiers and sponsors. If you missed any part of the show, find the archives over at freetalklive.com. Thanks, and peace.
5: Thank mm-hmm. you.